Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A Silly Dude production. Congratulations to the mighty Manly Seagulls winning the Tag Cup this year with a 2-1 victory against the Tigers. Final performance, 44-24. Excellent stuff. Mm. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game, footy podcast. My name's Harvey, joined by... Lockie. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Who's down in the dumps after the Manly boys show the Tigers who's boss bragging rights. For not just this podcast, but for the year ahead. Yeah. God, it is good to be a manly fan this week. Not only two one in the in the Talkingwood game cup, but also uh well in total between out of all the three fixtures, you ran came away with four competition points and we came away with zero. So there you go. But you came away with hope at the start of the season. <laughs> we that always you come might away with hope. Decent this we year. always come away with hope at the start of the season. Oh, and isn't that worth more than, than the fantasy points? We could probably give you those fantasy points back and still be in the top eight. So Fantasy points. Now, how important are fantasy points? Competition, Competition points. points. You know what points. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you um, would. You would be. You we are. We're, we're in, in oh, there. no, not quite in not the top, the top four, four. But with, you know, teams starting to stutter, the Eels in particular in that fourth spot, losing this weekend to the resurgent Raiders. Yes. Um, it, it's it's closer. I think the top three is pretty much settled. Storm and Paramount, uh, Storm and Penrith, sorry, on 34. Yeah. Rabideau is just behind on 32, and then it drops down to 28 with the Eels. Um, so that fourth spot's up for grabs. Well, but- I'm a bit worried about the Panthers. So you look at Storm and Panthers, who have both been the dominant teams of the year. Storm lost... Pappenhausen for a lot of the year. They were without Grant for most of the year. They've been without Munster for a lot of time. But their replacements, Hines, um, uh, Brandon Smith, Brandon Smith, etc., have stepped in and it's like nothing's changed. Whereas for the Panthers, they lose Nathan Cleary and suddenly they're only winning by six instead of by 50. It's a bit of a yeah. worry. It, it is a worry, absolutely. Um, I, I think... It just shows how influential Cleary has been to their attack. Um, defensively, I still think they're solid, 
but in just in terms of their direction throughout the games, game management, he brings a lot to that side. Obviously, we've seen it all year. Saw it in Origin. Um, he is the difference in in to the rest of the comp, I reckon. Mm. Um, but hopefully, they're doing the right thing. They're resting him, getting his rehab sorted, so he comes back to finish the year nice and strong. I guess that's the only sort of bright side that they've got to it is is they're coping to deal with adversity now and hoping to have their full strength side for that finals run. Yes, that's right. It looks like they need him if they want to if they want to win the comp this year. They need Cleary to to come back as soon as possible, yeah. um, or at least just for finals because they'll be in the top two no matter what. But just for finals, they need to just yeah get not even rush him back. Just get him there. 100% for finals. That's it. That's it. I'll admit, Harvey, I didn't watch a lot of footy this weekend um, because I've been, I've had my my TV tuned into Channel 7 for most of the time. I've been... You got some Olympic fever. I've been getting distracted by sports like um, mixed doubles badminton, um, uh, beach volleyball, uh, skateboarding. Um, skateboarding, classic. Surfing, swimming. You start what you flick on the TV and there's some event that you've never heard of and it's like yeah. two countries that you've never heard of and they're going at it and you're just getting grossed in the competition and you're like, I know that there's a footy game starting in five minutes but, but I've got to <laughs> see if, if this athlete from Tunisia is going to come away with goals. It's, it's very exciting, isn't yeah. it? I think it's... A bit different to the usual weekend sport, um, but I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like you. I'm, I'm glued to it. Can't take my eyes away from some of those matchups and things I've never, never heard of, as you, as you said. Yeah, exactly. A bit of novelty. And, yeah, the footy's on every weekend. <laughs> It'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> It'll be there. It's ever-reliable. It's ever-reliable um, footy. But we had some, we had some close scores. In, in some surprising, I imagine. Teams putting up a bit more of a fight. So the Storm only winning by four against the Cowboys. Yes. They showed some resilience. Uh, yes. Broncos showing some good good or better signs against Penrith, mm. only going down by six. Mm. Um, and, and the Bulldogs, who, again, can't seem to get a win. But no. they, they were down early. They had a player, um, Sinbind and Luke Thompson, who I thought was their best in that opening stint. He got, um, yeah. Sent for 10 for a late shot. And then they still managed to come back and fire some shots at the Sharks. Their attack is developing, scoring 24 points. That's probably more than they scored in the first six or eight rounds of the year um, when they were really, really struggling. Yeah. So, you know, the competition is is tightening up a bit. Yeah. Although Bulldogs and Sharks, that match up, two teams who each have at least one eye on 2022. I think Bulldogs at this point have two eyes. On 2022, um, two teams that have probably recruited the best for next year with Sharks confirming Dale Finucan for next year, Bulldogs confirming Tavita Pangai joining them next year. Going to be... Big movement. Going to be new look new look teams, both those both those teams next year. Yeah. Who would you say is, um, would finish higher next year out of those two based on their recruitment? So who's got the better squad going into 2022? You'd have to say the Bulldogs. I just think like that back line, Josh Adokar, Matt Dufty, um, Nick Kotrick still there, like uh, Brenton Naden. They've just 
and Matt Burton steering him around in the halves. Yeah. They look they look good. Not I mean the Sharks to be fair, Nico Hines, I feel like is gonna come into his own, you know, really owning that team. Dalfinukan is one of the best forwards in the game and so reliable yeah. and such Cam a great McInnes. leader. McInnes Cameron McInnes. Back. How could we forget? Yeah. How could we forget? Um, what do you think? Okay, focusing on the Bulldogs, what do you think realistically their, their expectations will be? Do you reckon top eight is... It has to be. I think it has to be. Um, yeah? Yeah, I think it's like... If, yeah, just, they've got the talent to, to make the top eight. Obviously, there'll be a bit of time to, you know, to they'll need to gel together, but, you know, they've... They've been making preparations for 2022 for a while. It's kind of like exactly. Trent Barrett came into the club to make, to get them the top eight in 2022. Yeah. So if they don't, it'll be disappointing. And lots of the, the these um, sort of transfers or player recruitments are happening now. So they'll come in at the start of preseason. They'll have the whole summer together, um, getting ready. It's not going to be any late recruits, you know, midway through next year or a week out from the season start. Um, so they they know what their squad's going to look like, which you know a lot of clubs have some uncertainty around who's going to be hanging around next year. So they're better prepared for twenty twenty two than than most other teams. That's right, that's right. And um, not to end this intro on a bad note, Harvey, but your man Appy Corusau, bit of a uh, bit of stuffs come out about him during the week. Yeah, I mean, we can't go easy on him, really. The way that we talked about Jai Arrow no. and others that have made similar mistakes. And I, I use mistakes lightly. They've just done the wrong thing, knowingly, mm. really. They mm. all knew the rules. Um, it's, it's a stupid act. I, I backed Appy for a long time, since the start of the season, really. I've been a fan of him, and he's really disappointed me. I think I, you know, it tastes a bit bitter having one of the blues boys doing it, mm. breaking the rules. You thought that they were, you thought they were better than that. You thought mm. their culture was in the right spot. They had that team mentality and he's let them down. Um, he's let them down. He really has. And it's disappointing. It's going to hurt Penrith as well. Obviously he's got a two game ban. So he'll miss the storm game. I also so have to I wonder, just, uh, the question I have to ask is how come uh, Coruscant and Arrow gets two games each and Paul Vaughan gets eight games. Cause I th- like, I know eight, Paul Vaughan has had more people over at his house, but all yeah. of them were inside his own bubble. Whereas Coruscant and Arrow have brought someone from outside of the bubble into the bubble. Like, I, I, I wonder I, where I, the I punishment, think- like why I think Paul Vaughan, I think, you know, he copped a deserved punishment, but I think that he's also, been hard done by in comparison to other people. I think Paul Vaughan copped a particularly hard punishment because he's had repeated infringements in the past mm. to do with COVID. Mm, but I think equally that the Arrow and Coruscant punishments aren't heavy enough, especially when you look at the fact that there are some players who, you know, have accidentally been ex- at an exposure site or something. And for whatever reason, like uh, Will Chambers, he, missed out because he went to Melbourne for the birth of his child. And then he has to sit out for two weeks in isolation because he, he just broke the bubble purposefully, but mm. for a leg- legitimate reason. And he's sitting out for two weeks. That hurts the Sharks just as much as Coruscant sitting out for two weeks or Arrow sitting out for two weeks does. How can that be an equivalent punishment? Um, 
yeah, I think I, I think you've got to be looking at like a month, maybe more. Mm. Uh, like it, it, because it, it, if in an Origin arena as well, it's not just that that team that like. So for instance, the Dragons, Paul Vaughan, he could have brought COVID into the Dragons camp potentially. Worst case scenario, Dragons can't play that weekend. Whatever at Origin, Arrow and Coruscant could have brought. COVID into that camp potentially where you've then got players going back to their clubs most of these things well with the Coruscant one wasn't found out till after the fact so potentially then you've got the whole competition as an exposure site to COVID that's a pretty big risk isn't it like that's Mm. what they're really trying to avoid Um, so yeah two weeks I think he'll be lucky he is lucky (laughs) he's lucky Lucky man. In a way. In a way. way. (laughs) He's also an unlucky man in another way. He's an unlucky man that it was even found out at all and that, you know, (laughs) that his wife had to explain that to his wife. I suppose he's an unlucky man in that scenario. But, um, yeah. 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 In terms of his footy playing, he's a lucky man. I'm just grateful that none of the manly boys are wrapped up in any of this because, yeah, my blood would be boiling there. Touch wood. Oh, but I had to reach over and find some wood then. But <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, should, we, should we give our Let's fantasy? And- with the- <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Um, fantasy team of the week. So many teams getting over a thousand points this week in fantasy. Lots of big scores, but we can only have one winner this week. And that winner is OTL Miller's Express. Harvey, literally just as you've read that out, I've just seen that the team just one spot above OTL Miller's Express actually got a higher score. <laughs> Gonzo, You're joking. Gonzo's Bulldogs. We're not very good at this. Gonzo's Bulldogs got 13-10. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> literally, Congratulations read to second out. place. I, I'm going to have to quickly. OTL Miller's <laughs> we're, we're not good at identifying the biggest number on the page. No, there are too many big numbers. Too many. Let's correct this now. Yeah. First place this Gonzo's week, Gonzo's Bulldogs, coached by Robert M. There we go. 1,310. Now, that definitely is the biggest score we've ever had in yeah, one week I think so, in yeah. fantasy. It truly he is had the pain, post-origin pain has. Yeah, post-origin. It's been amazing. Payne has getting 106 points. David Cherry Evans, captain, giving him 238. Yeah, David Feeder on the bench with 103. It's just... Good performances all around. Evans must be the new Nathan Cleary now that Cleary's not around. He's the man to captain. He's got a score of, what's 238 divided by two? 119? Yep. Yep. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Excellent, Matt. Thank you. I'm just going through and quickly checking again that we haven't missed anyone because, God. I'm pretty sure it is Gonzo's Bulldogs. (laughs) Surely no one's beating beating 13-10. Well, that's what I thought about yeah, OGL the... Miller's Express in 1276. I can't believe it was um, also like the one next to it as well. And we decided yeah. 1276 was the highest. Oh, well, we aren't, it proves that we aren't perfect, contrary to popular Absolutely. belief. That's it. Right, um, and and in the tipping, 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 nobody got full marks, but loads of people got seven out of eight. Like too many to read out. So we're just going to give our top, Tipper with the smallest margin of two Melbourne Otters from Melbourne getting seven out of eight. Congratulations. Great tipping, great margin. However, (laughs) there has been somebody who's got an exceptional margin score 
somehow, some way, don't quite know how, but Reese's Rippers got a margin of a hundred. Was it? A hundred and two. A hundred and two. And that was which, and which match was the margin tip for this week? Margin was tipped for the Raiders versus the Eels, and Raiders won twelve to ten. <laughs> so by two so points. The only the only way that this happens is they've tipped Eels to win by a hundred, or they've tipped Raiders to win by a hundred and four. Oh my gosh! Either way, <laughs> those are. Yeah, very, reckon, very reckon, bold tip. I reckon he's tipped the Eels by 100. He's just thought Eels are just going to destroy this demoralised Raiders team. And he's copped himself. <laughs> it's got to be a joke, but he's copped himself a margin of 102. Well done. Mate, we, well, we would have been laughing if, it, if they won by 100 and someone got a margin of zero. So fair play. Fair that's, play. That's true. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well tipped all round. Get your tips in for this week. And now it's time for the bold, the basic, and the brilliance. Woo-hoo! The segment on the show where we go over our predictions from last week, see if we got them right, see if we're future fortune tellers. And, um, we uh, name our players of the round that impressed us the most over the weekend. And then we look forward to the week ahead and make some more predictions. So let's start I love the segment. Let's start off by... What, seeing if we got anything right last week on the podcast. What was your basic prediction, Harvey? Basic prediction was 100% correct. Manly to win by 20 up against the Tigers, and they won by exactly 20. 44-24. Wow. It's a big old victory in my basic prediction column. That's huge. And I am stoked with that. For a basic yeah. prediction to have a definite margin and then for you to get that exact margin correct that's that's as bold as it gets in the basic section so well done exactly my Thank basic my basic prediction was also just always going to happen inevitable um tom trebojevic to score a try against the tigers so you know super super obviously super happy about that one yeah. <laughs> um well he only got the one so you no know. yeah that was and I'm, I'm honestly very impressed with that offense for only letting him score <laughs> one because we don't seem to know how to tackle him so no well he's a tough boy to bring down but what about your bold prediction how did that go not not so good it was kind of the opposite of your basic i had the tigers to an upset victory over manly it did not happen so no, it was bold. It was Give bold. me that. Hey, it was bold. Yeah. Got- <laughs> so take take that from there and can't <laughs> use say it, it wasn't next bold. week. Um, no, I, I had the dogs to win against the sharks, and they they threw some shots at them. They scored twenty four points, but their Just defense let them hopeful down. About these dogs, you really? I am. You're giving them every chance. Yeah. Well, I really think that they deserved better this year, um, but it's a shame that. All the other sides in the comp are better than them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shame. It is a shame. Um, it's very unlucky. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they have been unlucky, but they keep coming up against some pretty good footy teams. They seem to keep coming up against one of the 15 teams that's above them on the ladder. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they can't fair. catch they, a break. They, you know, the Storm plays someone worse than them every week. Yeah. The Bulldogs have played someone better than them. It's, it's, not, really, it's not a fair um, competition. Peter Verland is our answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that didn't that didn't come true. Which is a shame. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, oh, sorry. That that's it for the predictions. Let's move on to our brilliant players of the round. 
Do you want to count Absolutely. us in? Three, two, one. Daily Cherry Evans. Okay. Latrell two. and DCE. Yeah, two superstars of origin. Um, I had to pick a manly boy after our <laughs> exceptional performance in the Tag Cup. I want to go back um, in through the weeks and see how many manly players of the round you've selected. <laughs> to be fair, no, deserving. It, Look, it deserving, deserving, but often... Well, there, there was a spell there where you could not not pick Tommy Trevojevic. Yeah, there was like, a time there. <laughs> yeah, that's and, you know, and I think you even picked him one week when I tried to diversify and go for Saab or someone. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I DCE, two tries, two try assists, 200 run metres, putting in one of his best performances, runs aside, he's the leader, please stay fit, don't get injured, we need you and the Trebojevic boys for our finals run. And that's pretty much the only thing that makes me nervous is one of them going to get injured. But as long as they're all fit, we can go all the way, yeah. maybe. I had Latrell Mitchell, um, who I think gained a whole bunch of confidence in the Origin Arena, playing in his old position of centre. And I think he's taken that confidence and form back to his club position of fullback and he's going to be dangerous on the back end of the year. As South pushed to you know, cause a few upsets in the whole Melbourne-Penrith saga. Um, yeah, I, I think they're a little bit of a smoky team. I mean, all the focus and pressures on Penrith and, and the Storm, um, and we know that they're both those squads dealing with injuries. If Rapidos are fully fit with Wayne Bennett as a coach, you know, anything could happen. They, they could really um, upset one of those big mm, two. So sure. I think Latrell will be a big part of that if that happens. For sure. A couple of shout-outs I just quickly want to also mention uh, in terms of this week, players. James Tedesco had one of his best performances of the year for the Roosters. Once again, I think coming off that origin form is invaluable for big players. Yeah, he's a superstar. Like that. And then another left field one is Toby Sexton, who was on debut at halfback wearing the number seven for the Gold Coast Titans in their victory over the Dragons. And he... He's he not only it was his debut, he was kicking goals and he scored a try. And it wasn't even that that impressed me the most. It was his post game interview. It was just full of confidence for a guy on debut. Just seemed like nothing's going to phase him. And I think that's almost more telling than his on field form because a lot of young kids they've they've got the talent, but it's that, yeah. it's that head that level head that I think he's he's one that is going to be a future star for the Titans. And I think it spells the end of. Ashley Taylor's Gold Coast career because Fogarty's coming back next week. It, they couldn't possibly drop Sexton. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Yeah, as, as you said, it's that attitude, isn't it, that can be the difference maker. So many kids come into the game with talent and that athletic ability, but having that headspace and being unfazed by adversity, being able to take it on, having that confidence, as you say, and in that halfback position as well. Like especially where you've got direct players around, often you know years your senior who have 100 games under their belt at that level. Mm. It, it requires a lot and, yeah, really impressive performance. So maybe, maybe yeah, Ash Taylor is done finally at yeah. the Titans. Mm. Let's look ahead <laughs> to round 20. It's already round 20, um, really back end of the season now. Let's make some predictions as per usual. What's yeah. your basic prediction well, this week? Basic, stick with what works. I have Manning to win by 20 last week. I have Manning to win by 20 this week against, against the Sharks. Yes, okay. Um, okay. So it is 6v7 on the table, which, you know, it doesn't quite feel like that 
Sharks have been good in times, but I think Manly are a cut above. So, yeah, yeah. win by 20. Okay. Please. My, my basic prediction is also based on a game of two teams who are one ladder position away. It's Storm and Panthers, 1v2. And Grand final rematch. Yeah, my prediction is simple. It's going to be an excellent contest. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of rivalry between these two teams based on that grand final from last year. And even though Nathan Cleary is not going to feature, I think Penrith will be big up for it. Like They really 100%. want to get the win over, over Melbourne. Yeah, um, matches around probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and whichever team gets gets the points from that is going to take a lot of momentum into the finals. Bragging rights, confidence. If they, you know, if either team can beat the other, then they'll pretty much know that that's that's the toughest game that they've got until the grand final. You'd almost say. Um, so, 100%. yeah, big big match. Hundred um, percent. What's your bold prediction looking like? My bold prediction this week is uh, the Broncos v Cowboys game. It's the classic Queensland derby, and my bold prediction is that the match will finish with a margin of one point. Oh, so I'm talking nice. four goals. I'm talking, talking close. Yep. I'm talking a close game. I'm talking a late heroic moment, and I'm talking yeah, one pointer. Don't know who'll kick it, but you, you don't know who kick it. You don't know who who's gonna get if the victory. If I had to say someone, if I had to say someone to kick it, yeah, we've got your bold. Yeah. I want your bold, 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 bold with <laughs> who's gonna kick it and in what minute and <laughs> which team is gonna win. Um, all right, Valentine Holmes. <laughs> So yep. therefore, the Cowboys, Valentine Holmes, to kick it in the seventy-eighth minute. There you go. Oof. All right, That's you've heard it here first. Well, I've gone for this week. I think there are lots of games that could be closer than than they look. You know, um, we've we've touched on obviously your bold prediction. Penrith and Storm's going to be close. I reckon there'll be five out of the eight games that have a margin of ten points or less. Yeah, right. So we've had Close lots ones. of blowout scores. Well, you, we know we know that Manly won't be one of them because they're winning by twenty. So Manly won't be one of them. Um, and I've got the Rabbitohs probably won't up against the Dragons. Name, but the rest for of your them, bold, 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 bold. What? So, oh, you reckon the rest? Well, well I, I, can't, I reckon, and then I've given myself one margin for. Getting one one wrong, but the Roosters at Parramatta, close game, fifth versus fourth. Yeah, I reckon maybe the Roosters will pull it out ahead by more than ten in that. But I give the Tigers every chance of being close with the Warriors. Yeah, that's one. That Broncos, Cowboys will be close. Knights and Raiders both looking to get into that top eight mm. and coming off good performances. Storm Penrith, we've touched on that. Bulldogs, Titans, I always give the Bulldogs a chance, you but do, the Titans will be obviously the favourites going into that one. So, yeah, lots of close games. Yeah. Five of the eight all to right. have a margin of 10 points or less. I think you're a, you're a chance here. So let's see how it all plays out. And uh, there's there's a chance here that we're, we're coming here next week for the first time ever with four out of four correct predictions. So fingers yeah. crossed. Well, Harvey, as you know, obviously, and because you're on, because you're one of the hosts on this podcast, but as 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 our listeners may know, if they're a regular listener, over the past three weeks, we've been running the NRL, the official uh, NRL club popularity contest, which is just a simple knockout round of sixteen style um, competition where we just pitted all the teams against each other and just see in little Instagram polls one head to head to see 
which team is the most liked in general by the fan base. So which really comes down to it's not necessarily who has the most diehard fans. It's about no, which it's team not. is the least hated. Who has the which team is most people's second team or you just flick them on yeah. and, and you want them to you want to see them do well. That's and it. Surprisingly, I guess, um, the top four that made the semifinals last week were the Storm, the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, and the Warriors. And three out of four teams are literally the top three teams in the competition on the ladder, which surprised People me. People like winners. Yeah, it People surprised like me because I thought, you know, usually I feel like the old the old style, back when it was like the, the, the Melbourne team and that Manly team of the mid-2000s, I feel like they were the two most hated teams in the comp. Um, but... But now it seems like, especially with the, the style of footy that the Rabbitohs, Panthers and Storm are playing, it's that attacking, free-flowing footy and people enjoy yeah. watching it. So I think that's been part of what's got them there. And then the Warriors, well, I guess it's because they, um, they've they given up so much to be part of, to help the competition keep going and people respect them for that. Well, that's so, it. They've got a lot of neutral yeah. fans on their side um, with their sacrifice. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear the results. I don't know who's made the final and I am on the edge of my seat. Yeah, so please. Both matches were very close and it could have gone either way on every occasion. It was Storm v. Warriors and the winner of Storm v. Warriors is the Warriors. They playing in the grand final of the club popularity contest. Good on them. Good on them. Awesome stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm stoked to, to hear that because not only do I not like the Storm very much <laughs> and I like the Warriors quite a lot, but the Warriors knocked out Manly in the opening round of this popularity contest. That's true. So, so who, who's to say that Manly, Manly couldn't have won? Yeah, exactly. You know, if if the Warriors go all the way and get the victory, really, Manly could have been second most popular team. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with that result. Yeah, and in the other match, it was the Rabbitohs v the Panthers, and the winner will be playing in the grand final against the Warriors is the Penrith Panthers. Yes. So yes, well done. Everyone's getting around the young, the young, confident, attacking flair Panthers, and That's yeah, it. the Rabbitohs have gone out. So the grand final, which will be posted on our Instagram story at some point this week, is the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Penrith Panthers. It's going to be a good matchup. I'm very excited. Massive. Yeah, I'm not sure who the favourites are. Obviously, yeah, you touched on Penrith. Have a couple of Larrikins in their squad. Young side. Very exciting to watch. But the New Zealand Warriors, they, you know, everybody's second favourite team and that's maybe it. that's what gets them over the edge. Exactly, exactly. So I'm very excited for that one. I really have no idea which way it's going to go, but make sure you're checking your Instagram story every day because or our Instagram story every day, I should say, because <laughs> I can't reveal when it'll be posted, but it'll be one day this week and you only have 24 hours to make your vote count. So get on there. Neither of us are feeling too well, are we? We've been brought down by some Olympic fever. Oh, no. <laughs> I've had, Not COVID. I've had Don't five worry. COVID tests because of all the symptoms I've been feeling. And then it turns out it's just a case of Olympic fever. It's Olympic fever. And 23 million cases get, and rising. That's it, you know. And it, it might get worse leading into 2032 when Brisbane becomes the hotspot of all Olympic FIFA. I'll tell you what, they'll be locking um, down men. <laughs> <laughs> they will, they will. Um, we, are, we are well and truly in an Olympic mood. We've been loving all the random 
sports that are on and all the talent on display. You know, these players, these athletes who, you know, you don't hear much about for four years, comes around, they become the nation's sweethearts. You get everybody cheering them on, targeting that gold medal. What more is there to like? Yeah. I don't know. What, <laughs> what else is there to like? What else is there to like? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's very exciting. We are obviously bringing it into the podcast and we're going to do a draft. This week we have picked 10 Olympic sports yeah. and we're going to pick our footy players that we think should be representing whatever nation they come from at the Olympics. Yeah, we've picked 10, and- 10 sports at random and um, the, the 10 that we've come up with uh, that we'll be selecting players to fill our Olympic team today are athletics. And when we say that, we're talking more about the track side of things, so just fast running, um, swimming, judo, surfing, skateboarding, badminton, shooting, as in shooting guns, <laughs> Fencing. <laughs> so I don't know fencing is in fencing, fencing in with a sword. Little, little not thing with sword not dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> volleyball and with a ball. Yep, it's a volleyball, <laughs> big ball net uh, and gymnastics. That that's our ten. So we're gonna. That's it. So how on earth are we possibly gonna decide who goes first <laughs> in this chart? Should we play some name of Oregon? Let's do it. Right. Let's let's get started. And, and uh, I think you won our draft last week, so you can go first. Thank you very much. Well, I'm not going to slow this train down, getting straight into it with Dale Finucane. No. Edwards, Edwards. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> Stephen Crichton. <laughs> Naden, Brent Naden. Uh, Nathan Cleary. Yo. Oregon Gracie. <laughs> Isaac. Isaac. Oh. No. All right, you win. <laughs> Isaac Liu was there to be Oh, told. Isaac Liu. <sighs> and that would have given me another I. Yeah. Gosh. No, that would have given you a U. Liu. Correct. See, you had me. Then I, I had you. I had you with the Liu. We were so close. Uh, you were given your extra yeah, half second honestly, I was, on that. On look, that it's probably fitting. That you, it's probably fitting that you ended up winning because it was pretty generous for me to still be in the contest with Dylan <laughs> Edwards after such a long wait. Okay, right. well, that means I get first pick in this draft, and we're going to pick any athlete or any footy player to play in any of the sports. And for me, the standout that I need in my side is Jason Saab on my athletics mm. representative uh, team. And he is my number one draft. Okay. All right. I'm just going to jot that down so I know what your team's looking like so I don't select any of your players. Good idea. Um, okay. Cool. Well, I'm going to go for a different sport other than athletics. I'm going to go for... Um, a player that I want to have as my skateboarder. <laughs> I'm okay, gonna, interesting. Yeah, Kalen Ponga is going to be my skateboarder. There you go. And why? Why Ponga? We've just I've seen footage of him skating around Newcastle, so he knows his way around a ball. Oh, there you go. He's the only <laughs> one. I, yeah, he's actually actually a skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the only ones on this team that so that actually I think can do can do the thing. 
can do the thing. Basing it on others. Well, I'm going to pick my my uh, one of my favourites, Tommy Chaboyevich. And I've got him down as a swimmer. He's got oh. the swimming build. Yeah, he wow. grew up on the North Shore, Northern Beaches. He's used to the water. He's got to be a swimmer, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there were a few other things that he could have... He could have filled in this thing. I had him. I had him as a potential volleyball player because of his tall frame. He's good under the high ball. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely could be a. Swimmer I reckon as well. he, he glides through the water. Mm. He's he's very um aerodynamic. Oh yeah, or, for sure. Or fluid dynamic. It, yeah. I don't know what it is. Your pick. <laughs> My pick. Um. Okay. I'm going to go now for. I'm going to go for surfing. <laughs> Um, Interesting. And once again, it's a it's a person who actually does the thing that that is the sport of surfing, and I've seen him do it on like Maddie John's show and stuff. Terry Grant, apparently the best Ooh. surfer, apparently the best surfer in the Storm team, and they've got a few good surfers. So Harry Grant's going to take that that role for me. Fair enough. That's pretty good. Now. Oh gosh, it's really tricky to pick. To know what sport um, to go for, yeah. I'm going to go for gymnastics. Okay. And I'm going to go for Brandon Smith. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I just think he's got rhythm. I reckon he's he's got. Rhythm. He can do a roly poly. That's pretty good. Um, um, I just want to see the the wombat. On, a, on one of those poles things, doing some spins. It's more entertainment value than anything else. He might not win the gold medal, but he'll win everybody's hearts and <laughs> yeah. he'll give the crowd a, a big old, um, a big lift. So I can't pass up on, on yeah, Brandon Smith in the gymnastics team. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, well, I'm going to go for um, fencing. Fencing, Interesting. My one. fence, my fencer will be Tino Fasuamalaawi. <laughs> <laughs> For a couple of reasons, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, yeah, fencing really, you know, yes, it's it's very it's very like neat and whatever, but it's really just a fight with you've got a sword, but it's a fight, and I need someone who yeah. loves a fight. And Tino, <laughs> Big Tino's my man. He likes to get in, involved in the biff on the field. And second reason is that he's got. Dang, like he's got a lanky build, <laughs> dangly. He's got long arms, okay, and the reach is needed, needed for that sword. Yeah. So Tino is going to be my fencer. All right, well, I'll, I'll pick my fencer, and we'll can compare the matchup. Yeah, uh, I likewise think you need somebody that's tough. So I've gone with Angus Crichton. Yeah, okay. Come my on. additional reason being. Now, I'm not sure how they do amputations nowadays, but he's clearly not frightened of getting something chopped off. He's lost a finger, and if he sees a sword coming at him, that is true. he's been there, he's done that. He's not going to flinch. What's he going to do, lose another finger? Yeah. He's going to take on Tino, What's and he he's going to be happy about it because, yeah. you know, he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's a matchup I want to see. <laughs> that is a matchup. Oh, okay. I love it. Um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. Where do I want to go? Let's go to shooting. Um, 
And for shooting, I want someone with a great sense of aim. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to select... Or do I? I was going to go with Adam Reynolds Ooh. because he's a good goal kicker, but I've decided to change my tune because I've remembered that little um, that little uh, preseason or whatever midseason something trip that uh, Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar went on that got them in a lot of hot water last year. Oh yes, and they were yes. and they they were shooting stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I'm going to go with Latrell Mitchell as my shooter. All right. There you go. Nice. There you go. The trail. Yeah. Yep. The trail getting getting the call up. Getting the call up. Um. Well, um, I'm, I don't know. I, I might go volleyball. Okay. This is pretty simple. So I'm good under the high ball. Very athletic. Nice and tall. Xavier Coates. <sighs> he was going to be my. He's going to be my volleyball player. Well, I have got him in the team. It's going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Nice one. Okay, um, let me start to think. What do I want now? <laughs> All right, I'll go for my, I'll go for my gymnast, um, who's who'll be competing against Brandon Smith in the in the gymnastics. It's a player who is clearly clearly got some gymnastic ability. He can do a backflip. It's Blake Ferguson. Oh yeah, talent there. There you go, some talent. Yeah. Oh, God, I really should have thought about try celebrations yeah. for the gymnastics, yeah. shouldn't I? The backflip. Hmm. Well, I'm still happy with Brandon Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's next for um, you? I'll, I'll go on to my shooting shooting team. Oh, no, I'm going to go badminton. Yeah, badminton. Okay. okay. I reckon you need someone with quick feet. I reckon you need someone who can get across the court nice and quick, get under, under the shuttlecock. Mm. So someone low to the ground, yep. Damien Cook. Damien Cook. Yeah, cool. Low to the ground, you reckon, for badminton? Well, I think so. I don't know. You yeah. either want someone tall who can, like, smash it over the net, yeah. I guess, or someone short who can, like, dive and is, un- I don't know. But they got, long, they got long rackets, so you don't, don't even need to bend over. You just got to do a little flicky of the wrist. <laughs> she got it. Mm. All right. I'm happy with hey, Cook. Look, it's your I'm choice. Happy it's, hey, it's your it's your Olympic team, you know. Um, you're clearly happy happy <laughs> to settle for silver, but <laughs> I'm not. So, um, yeah, okay. I've already got the gold tag cup, so that's fine by me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna select my judo my judo player. And it's Dan, my judo. Yeah, you a judo player, professional judoist, <laughs> judo fighter, judo, judo judo wrestler, whatever wrestler. Uh, Who is it? <laughs> um, Jesse Bromwich. Uh, he's out of the storm system, so he clearly knows how to wrestle. Um, yeah, uh, you know his tackling technique. I'm sure isn't too far off what they're doing in judo. So yeah, Jesse Bromwich. Nice. All right, yeah. your turn. Um, I'm going to go back to back back to my shooting side. Yep. No, no, judo. You've got me thinking. Okay. I like the the storm, the wrestling element. That's true. They they they'd be good in in the tussle of a judo match. Yep. Um. So I'm just going to go for the bloke that's bigger than Jesse and pick Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you want to lower. Going to help. You want a lower center of gravity in the um 
in in the judo, so I'm not sure. He's like 200 kilos. No matter where his center of gravity is, he'll push you over. That means he falls pretty hard. You know, all you got to do is put him off balance and boom. Well, I'm I'm happy to see Nelson take on Jesse and let's get that organized. All right. Um, Okay, what have I got left? I've got my volleyball, my badminton, my swimming and my athletics to pick. Um, Okay. I'm going to select my swimmer, and it's a player who was in contention to be my surfer, but I've just he was my second choice surfer, and I feel like if you're a good surfer, you're a good swimmer. You've got all the same muscle groups and all that. Nico Hines is going to be my swimmer. Yeah, interesting. He's a Central nice. Coast boy, definitely. He's, he's, he's a swimmer. He's just a beach boy. So Yeah, he's familiar with the water, isn't he? For sure. I am going to go with my shooting guy now. Okay. And I'm going to go with... It's been a long time coming. (laughs) I've been waiting for the shooting. (laughs) Well, I've been tossing between two. Who are the two? Um, Adam Reynolds, Mm. likewise, sharpshooter, great at kicking goals, good aim. Yep. But I'm going to go with Sam Walker. Oh, okay. And I just reckon those bullet passes over the top. Hmm. Yeah, bullet passes. I like. I like that use of you know. Word. He, he lo- loves the cutout. Sometimes mm. they're, they're a bit lofted, but still got to hit the hit the target. Hit the man on the chest, on the wing, and he does that pretty well. Mm. So Sam Walker is shooting for nice. my team at the end. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to get to athletics, and it may be cliche. I was actually deciding between. Jason Saab and this man, but you took Saab, so I'll take Josh Adokar. Why not? The fastest man on the planet. I think Saab's got him. I think Saab is He's the fastest. Did you not hear Phil Gould? Adokar is the fastest man on the planet. Oh, did Phil Gould say that? Because that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It'll be be a good race. A good race. Yep. Um... I'm going to go, I don't know. I've got surfing and skateboarding and I don't really know who I'm picking for either. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with my skateboarder. I've got no clue whether this bloke actually skates, unlike your prior research with Ponga. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Brian Toto. Yeah, right. I think he's got some moves. Oh, We've I'm, seen him dance. Yeah, I'm sure he can he do loves a, he, he loves to to dance and skateboarding tricks is just dancing on wheels mm. in a way. Mm. It's got that similar element to it. Um, he can probably skate. He can probably can skate. He? Yeah. But that's my, um, yeah, Brian Tart. <laughs> he can probably you know? skate. Nobody's going to tell, tell me otherwise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, all right. Well, I'll just get to it. My badminton player is going to be Dane Laurie. I feel like he's uh, he's got those <laughs> word of the day. He got? He's got those dangly arms <laughs> that, you need, that you need to reach the shuttlecock, and he's gonna he's gonna be under it every time. Yeah, Laurie versus Cook. Yeah, good matchup. Laurie, um, yeah. I've just got my surfer to go. Yep. Who's it gonna and be? And I don't know. I think the only one that I've got. Really, I'm sure there are lots of good surfers amongst the uh, the NRL crop of players. Mm. I'm going to go with Daily Cherry Evans. 
Okay. I reckon he spent a lot of time in Manly now, so he's probably gotten used to the local lifestyle. But I also just think he's the type of bloke that likes to just go for a surf as part of his routine to calm down, chill out. Part of his, he's very professional. He probably treats it more as a meditation than actually surfing. But I reckon he spent a lot of time out there in the water. Mm. Nice. It's not a great pick. No. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone with someone who can actually surf, I think. But I don't know who else, who else comes to mind. <laughs> no, on a, yeah, I don't know. I think about the Newcastle guys because there's, there's, well, Pong has been taken, but Connor Watson, I think, is a bit of a surfer. Um, yeah, but I does he know. do it for meditation? Does he? That's, Probably not. And, uh, <laughs> if he, is the Olympics for meditation? <laughs> oh, this is the Olympics we're talking about, Harvey. This is not... <laughs> meditative yeah yeah you're right yeah do you get any points for meditating while surfing in the olympics i don't think so i think so you gotta do cool tricks um well maybe he'll be better prepared he won't be phased by the the enormous enormous enormity of the event because Mm. he will um he'll be treating it like every other surf so Mm, that's true there you go. All right. Well, I've got one final player to pick, and it's my volleyball player, and I'm going to go for just about the tallest player in the NRL. It's Dominic Young from the Newcastle Knights. Stands well, very at, good. Stands at 200 centimetres. I think he's going to be unreal for my volleyball team. Yeah. He's up against Coates. It's yeah, that's, that's a good it's a good game of volleyball. Just 1v1 volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this is, this has been a very exciting exercise. Um, do we have to pick a coach? Do we want a coach, an Olympic coach. Of course we do. Okay. Of course we do. All right. Who's going to get the best out of the players across all of the different sports? So they've got to be multi-talented. They've, multi-talented. Got, to, they've got to be, have got to cover everything. Yeah. have got to just be uh, someone motivating as well, I suppose. Yeah. Motivating. Um. I've got nobody jumping into my mind at the moment. Um, all right, well, I've got one. Go for it. Mario. He's done it all. Uh, every year, every <laughs> every Olympics on the Mario and Sonic <laughs> Olympic Games, he's played all the Oh, sports. very good. He's, his catchphrase is let's go. Um, and I think, that's, <laughs> I, think, I, think the, I think these players are going to hear that and they're going to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go. Um so I think he just covers wow. all bases there, Mario. Yeah, that's a very good pick. That's Thank a you. very good pick. Thank you. Now the pressure's on. I it, it, mm, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. The, the only coach, person man. that's this coming your, to my this mind. This is your strength is picking the coach. Yeah, but I'm going to have to pretend that this bloke has been picking the squad with me because he's just got a very good eye for talent, okay. right? So he's not a very good man manager. He's not very good at motivating them, I don't think. Okay. He hasn't got very good elements of a coach, okay. but he's been whispering in my ear and all these picks are secretly his because he is across every who's got talent show. It's Simon Cowell. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been my hidden selector. <laughs> Got the, the title of coach, and he's there. Um, and you know, maybe they need to hear some harsh criticisms and some unfair words uh, to get them motivated to win gold. I love Tough it. love. 
I love it. Um, all right, what a matchup. <laughs> it's Mario v. Simon Cowell with all of these. <laughs> with all these. Oh. All right, we'll get on the Insta story and vote in the draft. That's the podcast this week, guys. That's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. I wish we could give you more every week. Mm. You know, we've got content bursting out the seams. So we nice to keep not like we like to keep it nice and tight. <laughs> Do we? I think <laughs> sometimes. Yes. Um well done to our fantasy players and our tipsters. Sorry we keep getting the fantasy guy wrong, but we are trying. We are trying. Sometimes. Mm. So we are trying. We are trying. Yeah. And let us know what you think of our Olympics team. Have you guys got Olympic fever? I hope, you, I hope you're safe and well and aren't suffering too hard. Um, big games of footy this week. Storm versus Penrith is the, the one to keep your eye out for. If it's not the game of the round, you've got Lockie to blame because he's predicted it <laughs> as the, the, <laughs> the excellent contest. That's correct. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>